hello. How is everyone doing today? Great. Was that Cameron? Um, it's good to see everybody here. Hello. My name is Jen, if you don't know me. And just in case you didn't know, that's actually the new series we're starting. Not hello, my name is Jen, but like hello. <laughs> it's a series, and it's all about me, every single one. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. But it's actually, hello, my name is blank, and you put like your name in it. What's that? There's a song called that? Do you want to get up here and sing it for everyone? Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so what I thought would be cool to do, just because I feel like we should all introduce ourselves at the same time, because I feel like that's how people really get to know each other, right? Like when you just yell at the same time. So I thought we would do that. And so instead of saying, hello, my name is Jen, you would say, hello, my name is whatever your name, yeah, like that. Yeah. She's eager. Um, so, okay, so I'm going to say hello, my name is, and then you just fill in the blank, okay? Here we go. Should be loud. Everybody's blanking out on their name right now, Mary. Okay, I did. I saw that. Hello, my name is... Nice. I officially know none of your names after hearing that. Like, all I heard was... So if I don't know your name, I'm just going to guess that that's your name. Okay, one more time. Hello, my name is... Raise your hand if you heard someone's name. Okay, good, good. Very good. Maybe at the end you can get up and, and go through. At the end. At the end. All right. So, I don't know if some of you noticed this or not. If you were like me, you probably didn't because I'm like the least observant person on the planet. But I don't know, some of you might have noticed when you came in, we had a little photo booth thing set up, and that's why Marin's got that bow on. And yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Robbie has on the, the monkey mask. That's where that's from. And the reason I did that, hold on, the reason I did that was because I kind of love photo booths, like all of them. You've got, you've got the ones like outside that's just like a backdrop and you've got all these fun props and stuff. I don't know, people have started getting them at weddings and parties, I just think it's fun. And then, I don't know, there's the old school style, I don't know if any of you have done the old school style, but they're like at arcades and malls and skating rinks and stuff like that. And you go in, you sit in the little booth, right? Exactly, at Elevation Station, and then you get the pictures just like this, you get like several in a row. And you can keep that picture up there for a second, Liv, because the thing I love about photo booths is I just feel like you really get to show all those different sides of who you are, right? Like you get to do like the kissy face and the, you know, you just the normal smile or like the, you know, all the things that you do. Yeah, or, or there's the face. Yeah, exactly, the throw up face. Or there's the face where like, you knew you were gonna have to take another picture, but you couldn't figure out what to do, so you're just kinda like caught off guard in the moment, like I've got a couple of those up there. Um, yeah, I have tons of these pictures, and I, I love them, you know? And then you've got the kind you take at weddings, and you can put all, all these props and things on, and you know, you can just really show who you are, right? Like, and, and it makes me think, makes me think that 
I don't know either, but I didn't get a chance to take my picture in front of the photo booth. So if you would give me a second, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some of this. And I might actually need to borrow that boa from you. Because, you know, because I feel like, I feel like. It is, it is. But hold on, so, so for me, I'm thinking about, okay, well, what do I want to put on for my, my photo booth picture? And first of all, you know, I want people to see that, like, I'm fun, right? So I put on a boa, you know, because I want people to know that I'm fun and I'm happy, you know? And then I think about this, like, I was, I was a 4.0 graduate. I want people to know that. So I'm going to put on this hat to just show it that I'm academic, all right? And then I know these aren't nerdy glasses, or maybe you think they are, but I was kind of a nerd and a teacher's pet. So I'm going to put, these are symbolic. Oh, I can't really see it very well. And then I, I'm just going to do this because it's hard for me to see with these. And then it's not, it's the tiniest bat that you've ever seen. But I'm going to take a picture with this bat because when I was in high school, I played softball. And, you know, I think I was pretty good at it. So, you know, so when I take my selfie, I want to make sure I have all this. Now, also, it's really important, one, to have a selfie stick when you take a picture like this. But you guys, you know, I want to take a picture with a lot of people in it. Yes. You know what I mean? So people know. How friendly. Exactly. And like, and like how many, <laughs> and like how many friends I have, yeah, you know? Totally. Exactly. So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna get my picture ready. Got to make sure that it's facing. All right. Oh wait, we gotta turn it. I'm old. Sorry. All right. So, if you're in there. Yeah. There you go. That's good. All right, that's as high as, let's see if the selfie stick goes any higher. All right. All right, there's one. Everybody get a second pose. All right, now just one with the crowd. All you people that didn't stand up, I'm getting one of you. Yeah, get another one. Are you guys going to strike a pose? Strike a pose. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's cool, you just press a button. I'm going to put that right there in case I get in the mood to take another selfie. But, yeah, totally. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Um, so, if we can bring it back for a second, Nishi, bring it back. Um, but kind of on kind of a real note, you know, and I'm kind of joking about this, this photo booth thing, but there was a point in my life where I would have felt like all of this stuff was really who I am, right? Like that I, you know, who, who am I? Someone would have asked the question and be like, yeah, I, like I'm a really great student. You know, I was a 4.0 grad. Or yeah, I was a softball player. Or like, I'm fun, I'm happy, I'm fun to be around, it's who I am. You know, or I'm, you know, I'm kind of a teacher's pet. There was a time in my life that where when someone would have asked that question, who are you, Jennifer? Those are the ways that I might have described myself, you know, and um, I think about that. But the crazy thing, though, the thing that kind of messes all of that up is that none of these things about me lasted. 
For example, I remember my very last softball game. I was a senior in high school, we were in the semifinals, and we lost. And there's a picture of me, and I have tears in my eyes. But you know what? The truth is, in that moment, I wasn't crying because we lost the game. I was crying, and I was sad because I was no longer a softball player. And that was a big deal to me. Because, you know, people always ask you when they first meet you, like, hey, what's your name? What are you into? Who are you? And I used to always say, yeah, I'm Jennifer. I'm, you know, I play softball. But I wasn't that anymore. And so it was weird. It was like I lost something about myself when that happened. I think about the first time I made a B in college. I was like, oh, there goes the 4.0 grad thing. Not going to be that. You know, in college, it's harder to get to know your teachers. So, you know, there goes the teacher's pet. And then if, the tr if you want to know the truth, it's like, yeah, I can be fun. But I realize there's a lot of times when I'm not, when I'm grumpy, when I'm sad, or when I'm upset. And the thing is, is that I, I, d I never liked to be around people at all when I was like that. Because I didn't want them to think that I was sad or grumpy or I, I, that, I had, that I, that's who I was. Because like, oh, I don't want to be a drag. I've got to be the fun girl. I've got to be the one that's always making everybody else happy. I can't be the one that's not happy. You know, but I realized that that's not human because we all get sad and are grumpy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, I had a roommate in college, my friend, and I'm not a morning person. And she realized really quick that I'm not always a happy person, right, because I'm not a morning person. You know, and so all of those things that I used to say, this is who I am, they didn't apply anymore. You know, and so I think about us and I wonder how many of us in the room are kind of like I, I was and am sometimes. That when we think about that question, who are you, the who are you really, we struggle, you know? Because all the things that we think of about ourselves are things that we do or they're things that we've earned, like awards and certificates and trophies, right? And even this, I don't know how many of you can relate to this, but maybe sometimes when you think about that question, who am I really, what you think about it are all the things that people have told you that you are, right? Or that they said about you. And they could be good and they can be bad. You know, they could have told you, you're a really great singer. And so you slap that on you and say, that's who, you know, I'm a great singer. That's who I am. What happens when someone, someone else can sing better? Is that still who I am? You know, it's good and bad. You know, I don't know if anyone's ever told you things that have stuck to you. It might have been parents. It might have been coaches. It might have been friends even, you know? And maybe they told you things and they stuck to you, and that's become who you believe yourself to be, whether it's, you know, something about your race, your gender, or, or even, you know, the grades you make or your ACT score. And all of those things are who you are, you know, or what people have told you about yourself. But my question this morning, and I think you know where I'm going, my question this morning is, but really, is that really who you are? Is that all there? You know, yeah, is that, is that really who you are? Deep down inside, you know? Um, and I don't know, I, mean, I think that if a lot of us are really, really honest, we say all of these other things about what we do and the things that we've earned and achieved, because we don't really know. We don't really know the answer to that question. Um, so that's kind of uh, part of what, what I want to talk to you guys about this morning because 
I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but who you think you are is so important. It's so important because who you think you are will determine the decisions that you make about your future and what you think you can do. It'll determine who you surround yourself with. It'll determine what you think about yourself. It'll determine how you treat your body. It determines so much what you think about yourself and who you think that you are. And so uh, that's what I really want to ask us this morning and really get your brain thinking about, have you ever really thought about that? Have you ever really thought about who am I really? Um, so for me, when I, when, I, when I started thinking about a lot of this, I thought about there's this guy named John. And um, he lived a long time ago. And this guy named John was good friends with Jesus. And uh, John, John actually met Jesus. He and his brother were fishing. And John, and, and Jesus came and called John to come and, and hang out with him and be his disciple and walk with him. And John is someone who got to see Jesus heal people. He got to see Jesus feed people, like hundreds and thousands of people. He even got to see Jesus raise someone from the dead. How crazy is that? Like John got to walk with Jesus and do all of these things. And one of the things that I think is really interesting about this guy named John is that when you read a lot of the things that he's written, I don't know if you've ever read, there's a, there's a book called John in the Bible, and there's all these first, second, third John books in the Bible. And an interesting thing about what John says is when John is talking, one of the biggest things that he talks about is love. He talks about love so much in these Gospels. And um, the Gospels and the letters. And one of the things that John says that I used to never get, I thought he was kind of being like, well, like prideful, but John, many times when he was talking about himself, he would call himself the one Jesus loved or the disciple that Jesus loved. You know, I always read that and I was like, man, it's a little like full of them. So, you know, like I'm the one that Jesus loved. I don't know about you. Um, and I used to always think that, but it was crazy because it was this week that it dawned on me when I was thinking about all this. John writes so much about love. And so when I think about John being with Jesus, what that tells me is that John must have experienced love if he talked about it that much, right? Like, don't you talk about the things that you've experienced the most, right? That's the things that you know, so you talk about it a lot. You know, so I feel like John must have experienced love when he was with Jesus. And for me now, when I think about what John said about being the one that Jesus loved, I think, I think that John said that because once John met Jesus and knew that Jesus loved him, that was, the ver that was the most important thing about him. You know, John used to be this fisherman, you know, and I, I bet that he used to identify himself with that and say, like, hey, I'm John the fisherman. But I think that once he met Jesus, I mean, it, it it, that's what he says. Once he met Jesus, he starts to say, I'm John. I'm the one, I'm the one Jesus loved. I can't speak for you guys, but I know that I am John, the one that Jesus loved. You know, and when I look at that right now, I don't think about that as a prideful thing. I think about that as, he, that was important to him. That's who he was. You know, and, and I, I watch and I, I've kind of studied a little bit about the life of John, and what I see is that that belief that he knew that he was the one that Jesus loved, that changed the rest of his life. That changed what he did, it changed his path, 
who he, who he associated himself with. You know, and, and later on in, in, in John's life, he actually, he actually is there when Jesus is crucified. He's standing right next to Jesus' mom. You know, he sees, that he, he sees Jesus when Jesus appears again after Jesus dies and he's resurrected and he appears to people. We just talked about this at Easter, right? John was there and he saw Jesus and John was part of the early church that formed after that. And John went on and he told all these other people about who Jesus is. And what I see in all of the letters is he wants to tell people who they are. And John is the only disciple that lived to old age. All the other ones were killed for their faith. And so John was, was that one that got to live into old age. And there's something that he says when he's an old man in the book of 1 John that I want to show you. Um, but he's looking at, he's looking at a group of people or, or a group of people that have forgotten who they are. And this is what he says to him. He says, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. That's who we really are. But that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously, because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. But friends, that's exactly who we are, children of God. And when I think about that, and I look at what John had to say to these people, that was his whole message to people. He was passionate about telling people who they are. Because I think for John, what he learned in his own life is that being loved by Jesus, being a child of God, was the most important thing. Because he didn't have to do all those things that we do, right, to get people to like us, to find out who we are. He didn't have to do that because he knew. And so when I, when I look at that and I think about us in this room, you know, I wonder how many of us, you know, I think a lot of us have heard that before. Like, hey, you're a child of God. Hey, you're loved by God. But I wonder how many of us in this room have really just opened up our hearts and, and, and believed that and, and, and elevated that and made that more important than everything else in our lives, right? Because if, if, if you walk away today and the last thing that you remember is that the most important thing about you is what God thinks about you, I believe that that will completely change your life. I do. Um, and so this morning, that's, that's what I want, to, I want to plead with you about. There's so many times that we've talked about that, you know, we have these labels that have been given to us by social media and by our friends and all this stuff that we put on, you know, that, that that's who we are. But it's all, it's all fleeting. It'll all go away. But I wonder this morning, I wonder if you know that you are a child of God, that you're loved, that you're loved by a God who created you. You know, all of those other people that say they know you, that say things about you, why are we giving, why are we giving them that much power? They didn't make you. They didn't know what your purpose is, right? And so many times we listen to those people. And it, it can even be people who do love us sometimes. It can be coaches. It can be teachers. Even our parents sometimes. But the truth is, at the end of the day, 
they aren't the one that put you together in your mother's womb. They aren't the one that knows exactly how many hairs on are on your head. They're not the ones that know every little bit of why you laugh the way that you do and why you have all the gifts that you have and even the flaws. Like, have you ever just sat and thought about how awesome it is that there is a God and there's a creator who made you specifically and intricately and on purpose, everything about you? You know, I, I think, when I think about that, I almost feel silly sometimes because I think to myself, he's the only one that can really tell me who I am instead of all these other people, right? And so that's really my challenge for you, you guys today. It's really simple. This idea that the most important thing about you is what God says about you, what God thinks about you, that you're loved, that you're a child of God. And so what we're going to do is that we're going to take about 120 seconds, and I want us, and this is what the questions that I want you to, to think on and maybe to, to ask God about, but I want you to ask yourself, who am I really? Deep inside, like, who am I? And then I want you to ask yourself, well, what are some labels? What are some definitions of myself that I just need to let go of, that people have told me about myself? But you know what? They're just not, they're just not as good as being a child of God. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take 120 seconds, and I'm going to do the same thing. Oh, some of you guys are like me, um, but I know for me, a lot of the times I do find it so much more 
I place so much more value on the things that I do, you know, what I'm good at, or even what I think God wants me to do. I put so much more emphasis on what, what I get to do, and I think sometimes it's because it makes me feel good about who I am. Um, but something that I realized, even this week when I was thinking, I, I was thinking about some of the times where I felt like God maybe shared with me who I am, maybe like some of you have experienced in this moment, maybe you heard God say something to you about who you are. And I remember a moment like that for me. I was, um, I was in Israel, I got to take this trip, and uh, it was awesome. I got to walk in places where Jesus walked, it was amazing. And there was this moment where I was standing on the side of like this hill where Jesus might have taught people and I was looking out over the water and there's this moment where I felt like I didn't hear a voice or anything but in my heart like deep down inside I heard God say to me you are my disciple and it was one of the most like clear moments you know and, and I remember I remember crying about it and being like oh my gosh like I, I just I know that was God um, but I went home and you know, time passed, and it really wasn't until this week that I realized what a big deal that was. I think I'd kind of written it off because I was like, well, yeah, I know I'm, I know I'm your disciple, God. I know I'm your child. Like, I know this. Yeah, I, I get it. I've heard it. I want you to tell me what I'm supposed to do. And so I think for a long time, I just wrote it off, and what I realized is that I think we're all, all of us are a lot like that. You know, like, I, I wanted to know what I needed to do before I really wanted to know who I am. But what I'm learning is that God will never tell me what to do before he tells me who I am. And so before I know who I am, I'm always going to be chasing things to give me worth, to give me purpose, to even make me feel like a good person. When God just wants to tell me who I am. And he just wants me to know that I'm his child and I'm his disciple and that the rest will just come with it. And so uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys because if you heard this morning, if God has spoken to you before about who you are, embrace it. Start, start asking questions about what that means in your life. And so um, I know some of us, we need like a, a physical way to respond to things sometimes to make it real. Um, and so I have two things that I want to invite you to this morning. Um, the first one is if you were sitting there and all that you could think about was the labels that people have put on you, what people have said about you, sometimes I think I need a way to, like, get it out, you know? Um, and so what I've got is I've got a bunch of these name tags, and you can just write it on here, and you can just stick it to the cross. If you, need a, if you needed a, a, a moment to just say, hey, Jesus took this, this is not who I am, he knows who I really am. I'll invite you during the music to come up and write that and just stick it on that cross. And then the second thing is as we leave, if you feel like God shared with you who you are, I invite you to go out there at that little photo booth and maybe grab some friends. I've got some dry erase boards and you write, write whatever it is, whether it's treasured or loved or child of God, and maybe take a picture in front of it. But I want you guys to, to not leave this place knowing that what God thinks about you is the most important thing and that you're loved, that we love you. So let's pray and then we can continue worship.